Welcome to the Confidence Mastery Unlock Your Life podcast. Covering the most essential areas of personal development for ultimate success. Your health, wealth and happiness. Your host, Natalie Bailey, the confident entrepreneur. Natalie is a confidence coach, property developer and bright red-haired fitness fanatic who is going to take you on a journey to confidently create a more inclusive, more successful and fulfilled life. Get listening, take action and unleash your inner confidence. I'm sure that you are probably asked a lot about your your story about kiddie care and how you sold that um started it was was, was yes. 37 pence yes Do you ever get bored of telling that story no because i i i forget a lot of things and i remember a lot of things so therefore very often it's it can be you know 20 different times i speak about it and it'd be and i'll remember something and i go oh I'll, t- I'll tell you about this you know and and so no it it doesn't um I mean, it was a wonderful thing, and it was a uh, a world record price for one shop, mm-hmm. and it was a world record shop for having like uh, 125 people in it, and it was another kind of really, really interesting thing that we never intended to start a shop, and it was it was going to be an office. The, so the terrace house that we bought was an office for the. Um, uh, the property maintenance business uh, and yeah. and people go how did you start with 37 pence well the thing the thing was that was for a piece of scrim for cleaning windows because i'd had 17 jobs i was on the uh the assistance which wasn't very good um mm-hmm. the welfare um and uh and there isn't any welfare uh and I suppose that's a good thing because I was asking for two pound a week more to feed my baby and um, mm-hmm. and uh, or Marilyn's baby, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our, ba- our baby, and um, and we we were starving and it was like and and they said just um, well if you want another two pound a week you you have to get more points basically and if you have another baby you have have enough points to get another two pound wow. and I thought that was pretty shitty that was disgusting that was just not on that was not in my vocabulary but I was lazy you know and I I thought the world owed me a living at that time I was 24 mm-hmm. and um and and I, I'd got nowhere because we'd been living in a carrot 10 foot caravan in the winter of 73 74 with the baby and um people used to say to me how is it in the caravan and uh, and although I had a dreadful uh, attitude about life and about people owed me a living. I, I used to also have a, a jovial side of me and I used to say, well, it's not too bad. Uh, we've got running water and people go, did you plummet in yourself? And I go, no, it's a condensation running down the walls every morning. It was shit. <laughs> but what, what taught me something was that we could survive in that uh, in those conditions and if you can survive on virtually next to nothing mm-hmm. uh, in those conditions you can have that as a, um, a benchmark so that when we did go into business and we took risks every day it wasn't it was like we always used to say we want to get higher we want to be rich we want we want to pay a million pounds in taxes so therefore we'll be safe and we will be uh, financially stable but with always the thought that if it went wrong we wouldn't mind going living in that caravan again but we didn't want to mm-hmm. so the thing is with having a very very low standard everything we made could go into the business and it didn't hurt us because if you haven't had something, you don't miss it. Sure. And uh, and it, we hadn't got a lot, but we kept putting it into the business. Um, never enough to say, oh well, we can sit back and relax. And because uh, we had a we had our ambitions, I changed my mental vocabulary 
um, I'd burnt my bridges the day I walked out of that uh, uh, welfare office yeah. uh, because I thought they were stupid, you know, and I'd been called stupid all my life. Uh, and um, uh, so I was used to it. But now I was calling the system stupid for, um, uh, for, ask, for telling me if I wanted more money, I should stop on the assistance and, and have more children. Crazy, if I'd have took it? notice in that mm -hmm. second, if I'd have took notice of that person and agreed with them, which is unbelievable that I didn't, uh, there would have been three generations on assistance now because mm -hmm. one generation teaches the next. Now there's three generations who are self-employed with businesses. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the fork in the road, you know, is... is is, is very tiny, the, the decisions you make in life can be the most tiniest things that take you like worlds apart to where you could have been. So, yeah, it's very true. And was there a they, question? Or? No, so you know they, they still tell people to have kids if you want more money yeah, they do. welfare. They, they do. I just can't get my head around that, that kind of system and people that stay on it will stay on it for life often um but obviously you chose a different path and you're right about that you know one decision you're, you're one decision away from a different life and yeah. i always find that opportunity seeks opportunities so the more you say yes to stuff and you make that decision to go ahead the more doors can open for you they do one thing leads to another and people say to me all the time, if I got that deal that you got, I would go into business. Or if I, you know, was uh, got that look or whatever it may be. And um, if I, I, I would do what you're doing, I'm going, no, no, you wouldn't. If, if, if I'd have seen that property first, I could have had it. No, you wouldn't. Because I would say you, you've got to be in it to win it. And so many people are outside it wanting to start. Mm -hmm. Wanting to start when the time is right, when everything. And if you waited until all the lights were on green before you left your house to go to town, you'd never go shopping. You know, and it's like, no, the first light's on green. Go for it. Because the second one is only a matter of time. Yeah. So what? Got and you, you don't have opportunities unless you're in, in that. People go to me, well, how do you get? all the deals um do you have to like run around like a blue ass fire try i know they come to me you know it's been 40 odd years i don't have to chase them people coming to me because of the reputation so build your reputation and it will come to you yeah. so, so how how did you start doing that in the beginning because that's the bit that i i hear stops so many people to to continue is because you like you say you already have that reputation and people feel like they don't have a fighting chance because they go to they go to the people with with a bigger and better reputation so what what advice would you give to someone just starting out to, to well get? well the thing is there's always opportunities because do you think i take the opportunities uh, every opportunity that comes along i'm very selective and and uh, i don't take the opportunities that i would have 50 years ago because I can't um, shall we say uh, uh, my time is more valuable whereas my time if you're earning nothing any opportunity to earn something is better than sitting on your ass mm -hmm. okay so I've never got time to to do that now because of but the opportunities are more and I discard 95 percent oh, of the opportunities I discard for somebody else. So it goes right the way down. You know, window cleaning. I, I haven't done window cleaning for 45 years. You know, so there's the opportunities there all the time. And then there's the painting and decorating the building and all that kind of stuff. As people go up the ladder, some people stop. Like some people would have stopped at a window cleaning round. Mm -hmm. where you do 15 hours a day, five days a week, and there's a ceiling to your, what you can earn. I didn't want a ceiling to what I could earn because I, I tried to, um, for three months, I tried to eke out um, on the dole, 
you know, and I knew there was a ceiling and I didn't want that anymore in my life. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted a, no ceiling at all. So I realized pretty soon after a few days that window cleaning was never going to be for me because there was a ceiling. And then you go on to drain cleaning or mending fences or, you know, whatever. Gutters was two pound and, uh, uh, to clean out and um, window clean was 30p or whatever mm -hmm. it was, you know. So you keep on moving and moving and moving and people will stop at a certain level. They'll stop at painting and decorating or a plumber or they'll stop at building extensions, you know, where other people keep going, 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 going. I've got ADHD, uh, which is absolutely brilliant because it, I, I just, I just keep going. Yeah. Um, I, I did an email last night to somebody who's um, a part of the, um, uh, Shall we say, yeah, um, I don't know where I would say. Anyway, uh, somebody's worth 800, 800 million pounds, right? <laughs> so um, I, know this, I know this guy. Um, and uh, he said, if you, you know, just keep in contact. If you ever want anything, um, you know, uh, then, then just email me. So I emailed him last night. And um, I realized this morning I'd emailed him, uh, but I hadn't told him what I wanted. <laughs> It's my ADHD, my enthusiasm to get that one out of the way and do my next email. Anyway, I had to email again and, and say, sorry about that. This is what actually, you know, I wanted. And um, yes, so. Has he replied? I, I haven't seen it yet, but um, <laughs> he will do. Yeah. yeah, he will do because it's a deal that uh, um, him or his friends um, uh it's an unusual deal. So um, I think I will get a reply. Yes. Sounds exciting. <laughs> so what, But what, that's the ADHD in you. Go on. But what changed your mentality from thinking that you are stupid, and, you know, like in the, your chapter in Advice to Your Younger Self, you talk about being like berated, um, bullied even from like teachers and other other children and what you would yeah. tell yourself is to you know actually speak out and ask for help what yes. was it that shifted your mentality from talking about yourself in that way to one of a positive one that has actually ultimately given you the success that you've had I, I think there's a tipping point in everything and and when I was in that um, queuing up for the trying to get that extra two pound there was a tipping point there because I I'd always I wanted to be self-employed and be my own boss because people would find out that you couldn't read or write. This is why I had 17 jobs because you'd keep on running, run, run, run all the time because it'd always be somebody there who'd say, "Well, you're stupid, then, aren't you?" Even if you could do the job, but you couldn't write in the diary, you know, or it, mm -hmm. you, you couldn't give somebody a receipt or whatever. So therefore, it was painful. And, and I hated going to work every day because I'd be find, found out and I'd, it'd be like going to school. So, um, so being uh, in that uh, assistance place and begging for money, there was a tipping point there where this is, is I, I felt like I was the scum of the earth. And because in 19... Um, 74 you know if you was on the dole you was a scrounger and mm -hmm. a beggar and i i classed myself as a scum and i thought whatever i do it can't be any worse than this and so there's a there's a tipping point in everybody's life you know in a marriage for instance if somebody if the marriage is breaking down and it's very bad and is you know there's cruelty or whatever it is mm -hmm whatever you are going to that you can't see you mm -hmm. can't see where you're going it can't be any worse than it is now and it's like nobody if if you can imagine you go out in your car at night and you switch your headlights on you can see 250 yards down the road but you don't say to yourself unless i can see my destination i'm not going you know, mm -hmm. you see 250 yards, now 250 yards, and you keep on going. Uh, and it's the same in life. I was so low, it 
and, and so humiliated and so offended and so, you know, I knew that whatever I did would be, wouldn't, couldn't be as bad as the situation I was in. Then my mind changed as I was going home because I got on my bike and I cried on the way home because I thought I'd let my wife down because I hadn't got the doll money for that week. Right. And, I, and I'd signed myself off. And I stopped and um, composed myself because I didn't know what I was going to tell her. I'd got to be a positive. And, um, uh, and I burnt my bridges there and then. I said I'd never go to anybody cap in hand ever again begging. Uh, and so that, in that few seconds, it turned my brain and I am responsible because I'd chosen up to 24 years old that other people would be responsible for me. I'm mm -hmm. not responsible. I didn't, you know, I didn't do that job wrong. I wasn't responsible for it, whatever. And I then realized that I'd got nowhere. I'd got nothing. And I realized that giving other people responsibility for my life, for my income, for my food, for my shelter, for my clothes, for my, I never had holidays, but for, you know, mm -hmm. for all the things I wanted, I was dependent on somebody that, you know, that on, on really a, cool. people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how it changed. It's first got a change in your mind first and then uh you know a journey of a thousand miles starts with one one step mm -hmm. and, and i and i think that is people uh want to be a thousand miles away but now well you can't you know people want to be a millionaire now but you yep. can't and it's like yeah unless you win the lottery <laughs> Uh, and and then and then if you win the lottery, well, you ain't going to win the lottery because who puts the lottery on anyway? <laughs> you wouldn't know. You'd lose it because you wouldn't know how to deal with it. So mm -hmm. you've got to train yourself to be able to deal with a hundred million pounds or assets, you know, of that. So you've got yeah. to train yourself. And this is, and I didn't know this. I didn't say that day, oh, I'm going to train myself to make hundred million. <laughs> I did, you know, it was, no, what was it? What was it? The first step, do something to put food on your table for that day. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was the goal for that day and it's brilliant because if you have goals and you achieve them and you you know you add on and add on and add on to goals this is why a lot of people are are, are too uh what's it say too comfortable in life mm -hmm. i agree with that you know you need i mean you take any athlete um you know any boxer any uh, muhammad ali was uh, a mentor of mine and um you, you you know the what you've got to put in to be able to go to the world games or whatever or even win a fight what do you what you've got to put in yeah. and when i realized that these people did it for they did it because they wanted to you know actors and people like that they do these things because they have it inside and they want it or they want to yeah and then, and then they're prepared to put the effort in to get where they want to. This is why you should have goals in life. Goals on, on um, your health, goals yep. on your family, goals on, on whatever, um, how are you going to make your money? Goals, just goals. Goals all everywhere. Time. And then sub goals. And oh, just. I like totally, totally agree with that. <laughs> I am at, we teach health, wealth, and happiness. And I have all of my clients work on those those areas and their goals and then break it down and how you're going to get there because like you say the the ultimate end goal might be massive but you, you're not going to just achieve that unless you break it down and take those first steps to get there and without yes. goals you, you like what do, what do you aim for he says on the back of you um on the back of you <laughs> at the back of you it says unlock your life well most people do not unlock their life they don't and and it is so easy and people are so scared and i don't i i was so scared 
Um, and it and it says in their confidence. Well, the thing is, I had no confidence. I didn't, and uh, I had to lie to myself when I first went into business. I had to lie to myself that I'd got the confidence, mm-hmm. and um, and I hated myself. And I found something. I don't know whether it's in a book or whether it's in. Um, so that somebody was whacking themselves on their head with a newspaper before they went into uh, sell something a salesman was and he was saying i love myself i love myself i love myself and it, or he was doing it before he got out in the morning smacking yeah. himself and i thought well i don't love myself mm-hmm. so why not give it a go and say it and repeat it and mm-hmm. repeat it so you know, there's a lot of brainwashing going on um, in the world at the moment. Yep. Um, but you have to, don't let somebody else brainwash you. Take somebody's idea and brainwash yourself. So I had to say I'm, I'm confident. And another thing that I had to do was go and see the bank manager. Well, I was shit scared of going and seeing the bank. I hadn't even got a suit. Like, oh, I think I, I may have got one for my wedding. That was about right. it. But I wasn't used to wearing a suit and to talk to somebody in a suit in those days was so frightening. So I'd, um, I, I, I learned from somewhere or other that uh, in uh, self-confidence that if you wanted to be self-confident and you are afraid of somebody, um, imagine them in their underclothes. And I went to, I went to the bank I'm going, I'm, you know, shaking. I'm going to ask for some money and I'm shaking and I, I don't, I'm not literate, you know, and I can't fill forms in and all that kind of, so this is where Marilyn come in, you know, because mm-hmm. I'd always forgotten my glasses and Marilyn would fill it in, you know, <laughs> or, the, or if I went for a job, I'd always take my glasses off and go inside and say, have you got any jobs? And say, yeah, here's an application form. And I'd say to the secretary or whoever was behind the desk, oh, I forgot my glasses. Would you help me? And, and, yeah, with the right voice inflection, they would yep. help, and it We'd was really you. good. And that stood me instead when I was employing people to see the signs and and to understand and to fill the form in for mm-hmm. them. You know, so. Um, but I I went and I sat in front of this uh, um, bank manager, and I was really trying to imagine him in his underwear <laughs> to work? give me more. And it worked. No, it did work because I could see he was just a normal person. Yeah. You know, it's like that brought it down to, yeah, we can have a conversation because he's better than me at finance, but I've probably, he's probably never cleaned a window in his life and I'm pretty good at it. In fact, I'm the best. Yes. <laughs> so you've got to brainwash yourself to say, I'm the best. I'm the best window cleaner in the world. Like, like, you know, just taking that out of uh, Muhammad Ali's um, situation when he was said, uh, when he was interviewed, um, and, he, and they said, uh, Ali, what would you be if you wasn't the world champion boxer? He said, I could be anything. I could be a garbage collector. He then resonated with me. He was speaking direct to me. I could be a garbage collector, he said, and I would, I would empty more garbage cans than any of my opponents, you know, and he was joining me, a window cleaner, you know, and it's like, hey, why not be the best window cleaner in the world, you know, and then the best painter and then, the, you know, whatever it yep. is. I agree. So, that's a long way round when you said what made you change your mind. So that's what... <laughs> and that's what, nervous. It, but it's, it's proof that it works and... I hope that everybody listening and watching, um, thank you for watching live if you are, and and for listening on the podcast too. And that is something that I teach my clients and do myself on a daily basis. I tell myself every day that I'm amazing because if I don't believe it, other people aren't going to believe it. And having that self-belief and that confidence in what you do is going to help you to sell your stuff um, and and grow and be more successful so you have to have that belief and like you said I like I like the word brainwashing yourself that's that's smart but the, the it's hitting, better than somebody else brainwashing you 
Uh huh. Sir Ken oh. Robinson died. I don't know whether you know Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, he died nine days ago, and there was nothing on the news. But he was one of the um, champions for education for children. He, mm -hmm. he would he would go around the world saying that the children have got the wrong curriculum for them, and and that's what I say. I've I've been saying that for years. The yeah. curriculum is completely wrong. There was no. I should have been um there should have been a statue for me in the in in the school because i was the one who took notice of the teachers because after 10 years of being told you're stupid i i think i should get an accolade because i left school being stupid you know, and they taught me that they they told me every day and i listened to them yeah so so therefore they achieved what they wanted out of me they achieved a boy that left school couldn't read or write who was stupid and I adhered to their teachings but the curriculum at the end of the day the curriculum was wrong for me so you know I, I never got any prizes although my mum would have dearly loved me to have got you know a, a mark in something in something you know? <laughs> yeah yeah even they never had they, they had prize giving day for the best footballer, for the best cricketer, for the best whatever, but they never had any prizes for the people who picked the stones up from the cricket field and the football field. And I was with the group of misfits pulling a four-wheel car every week, picking stones up after it's rained, you know, and other kids were playing. So, but there was never a prize for keeping the pitch, you know, stone free yeah <laughs> i think it should have been <laughs> it should have been that if without that yeah. the the, pe the the kids playing could have been hurt yeah but if you see this was the this this was for the dyslexic kid for the uh adh kid with the kid with the limb the the kid the borstal kid that had just come out of borstal yeah <laughs> <laughs> The, the kid with all the excuses. <laughs> the one what is that it about run. Peterborough and um, <laughs> people like that? But also, there's a lot of successful, very successful people that, that come out of Peterborough. What, yeah. what magic is there in Peterborough? Sorry, the dog's... It's not my dog. It's someone else's dog. Next door's oh, I've van. Got, I've got one of those. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it, it barks, but I just think a little bit of pressure would stop it barking. A little bit of pressure on the neck with your foot would stop it barking. <laughs> no, I love dogs. Because the um, there's a little yappy dog downstairs. I've been throwing coins <laughs> on the roof to shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, uh, sorry, what was, it, what was the question? My question was, what, what? <laughs> is there something in the water in Peterborough? Because there's yeah. a lot of a lot of successful people come seem to have come out of Peterborough. So yeah, what, what is it about there? <laughs> Poverty or <laughs> <old> thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. People got ambition. You know, they want to they want to do well, and um, it's um, it, you know I don't know. I've been there all my life, and uh, yeah. and we've employed thousands of people from you know peterborough it's like any other city really it is but uh you know you it you do there's a little kid on on um television now i think he's uh i don't know he's a singer or whatever um he's about nine years old i don't know if it's x factor or britain's got talent oh no it's the voice that's what right. it is my wife put it on the other day and said look there's a kid from peterborough <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's the nice. Universe, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's nice. God. I've really been enjoying your posts recently um, about What's everything that? that's going on in, in the world at the moment. And um, I find it very interesting that there are people that are so divided through seeing what the mainstream media is brainwashing us with and then calling people who are conspiracy theorists like crazy when i i feel like this is going to be the worst i told you so ever 
what's right. given you the confidence to speak out and share your truth about what's going on in the world at the moment because i know there are a lot of people that think the same way but are worried about about sharing and about saying and putting it out there this is dividing the country is dividing friends is dividing mm -hmm. families it's dividing husbands and wives and uh wives and um it's <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's tragic, really, it you know, because um, uh, I I can't believe it. I can't. Um, I, I do think there is a virus, but uh, there's viruses all you know everywhere, and yeah. uh, always has been, and and hopefully always will be. Um, you've got to have your immune system, um, and I, you see, I use a bit of reverse psychology, like in 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 my book, which is. Uh, I'll advertise it. The answer is yes. Now, what is the question? How um, dyslexia and ADH uh, was an advantage to um, to my success. Um, so let's got that out of the way. <laughs> it all goes to charity, by the way. That's why I, I do. Show it. notes as well, so people should definitely. So anyway, you know, it's um, I forgot what the question was. Um, so it it's yeah, it's divided. It's divided people, but. Um, I'm really, really surprised that um, there was uh, panic and uh, uh, what they call lockdown because I, I, I deal with um, a company. I've, I think I've, I may have about half share in a company that uh, we provide um, laptops to prisons and mm -hmm. to educate prison prisoners. So hopefully they won't go back into prison. Um, but I've got my own views about all, all that type who who is in prison, who should be, and who definitely shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and, and so lockdown is used in a prison. Yep. So when I first heard the word lockdown and, um, you know, this isolation, well, you know, it's, uh, you're prisoners in your own home. Yeah. Anyway, the thing is, nobody said about health and fitness and um how you should what you should eat what you should you know how you should be to fight this virus to get immunity mm -hmm. from it from it and and not only that immunity from a lot of other things and um uh, that that was really surprising to me we know um if you if you look at um the media Mm -hmm. uh, not this media that's going around now, but what used to be um, from the 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, we knew, or you know, some people call it conspiracy theories that mm -hmm. are coming true. You know this has been on the cards for a long, long time. You know even 2017 when um, somebody stood up and said, um, yeah, 2020, uh, there's going to be a plague. You know, there's going to be... Mm -hmm this this problem and it's coming true and everybody will have to have an injection and all that kind of stuff and um so i i only can look at it from a business perspective now if the uk or the world was a business if the mm -hmm. people in charge was business people would they give money to somebody to sit on their ass for months no they wouldn't they would figure a way out um would they um would they ban people from going and having fresh air on the beaches and exercising uh or would they rather than stop in uh, multi high-rise uh flats uh with um no outside real space. close to each yeah. other you know mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things I, with the ADHD, I could not uh, obviously stop at home. So um, um, I was out most days and most nights. I did 8,000 miles in my van because I've got 160 um, uh, tenants, most of them commercial and industrial. Most of them fled to wherever they fled to and abandoned yeah. their places. And somebody um, had to, and there was a group of us, that never stopped. In fact, we did far more work than um, normal on um, security, you know, patrols yeah. and um, so, and and everybody that I've come into contact with, 
uh, and I've asked hundreds and hundreds of people, how many people uh, do you know that has actually died through this? Personally, and, and, no one. Uh, and and I, I, I've yet to find somebody mm -hmm. who says they know somebody. There's one or two known, a friend of a friend whose uh, um, uncle and aunt or granddad was like 80 and uh, had got four other things wrong with them yep. um, and died. Right, okay. So, um, so I'm not convinced. I'm not. And thousands of other people. I'm at St. David's at the moment in Wales. Right. And I went on. I haven't been on the beach today because it's like they're sardines. Nobody's taken any notice. Um, yesterday, I walked along the top um, looking over the beach and it was like sardines again. Nobody has a mask on. Nobody's taken any notice. And so therefore, if it's true mm -hmm. about this virus, um, half well, there'll be thousands in the next couple of weeks die. But of course, when they had the marches a few weeks ago, they should yep. be reporting thousands of dying now. Mm -hmm. So where are but, they? Then where have they gone? Well, I don't know. They haven't. I don't know. <laughs> it's so, like the, the shift from reporting the number of deaths to the number of cases to instill more fear into people. Yeah. There's, um, I do know of four people that have committed suicide. And they've been young, and um, and that is tragic. Sorry, to and hear I that. I don't understand. Maybe mm. one of your viewers will be able to enlighten me, because um, when Boris said for a start, uh, we must save the NHS. Everybody's got to go out and get a teaspoon and a a thing and bang. For you know, uh, yeah. I'd rather be at work. I'd rather be at work and give that hour or that half an hour, 10 minutes, whatever it is, to, to, to the NHS, if that's the case, not wasting my time banging on a tin lid or whatever. Anyway, the thing is, if they'd have, what I didn't, didn't understand is if they'd have put the money into the NHS for the last 30 years, they wouldn't have been doing this. Nope. They wouldn't have been saying, save the NHS. Why, if it was me as a business person, I wouldn't, I would have employed a million extra people to, and I would have built uh, lovely uh, communal toilets everywhere which are clean and you know, self-cleaning and I'd have had people on the streets uh, giving hand sanitizer or towels or whatever out. Mm -hmm. I would have employed another million people, not put a million people out of work. And... Um, and I think it could have been done a lot easier and better if it's true. But if it's not true, then they're doing a bloody good job mm -hmm. of what they intend to do. And uh, what they intend to do, you know, there's a lot of speculation about. So all over the world. So they're yeah. doing a, a great job. And um, internet connection is... Unstable. unstable well so is the person on the because <laughs> i reckon we're all a little bit unstable especially now because um lockdown uh reminds me of uh, my great grandparents who was uh put in a lockdown great great grandparents um uh, in so when when somebody goes into another country yeah. and locks them down and then says, well, actually, um, we've got some lovely showers here. Take your clothes off and go in the showers and everybody complies. Um, you know what I'm getting at, you know, mm -hmm. uh, all those people. I mean, some people deny that there was the Holocaust, Holocaust, but, um, you know, okay. they're, you know, and, and, and that's, and that's where we are because, uh, people look to me like they should be in a film, uh, like the Living Dead. When you go through some towns, everybody's wearing a mask. But these, but if you look on the box where, where they come from China, these masks do, and you look yeah, on yeah. the box and it says, "This is not, you know, you you're not safe wearing one of these." Yeah. 
it does tell you on the box it makes me really sad because you can't fully connect with another person when you can't see their entire face so i'm in no. i'm in mallorca and I, I it does it makes me so sad to see like all of these faceless people walking around because you have to wear them or you're supposed to wear them walking down the street um, and now they've changed the law that even if you are just sat at a restaurant, um, you, you're supposed to wear it and take it off to eat and then put it back on again. Like, where is the sense in that? Where, like, there is no sense to it at all. But there's so many people just complying because they uh, might get a fine. But I've not seen any single person stopped for not wearing one. I got eyeballed the other day for, for not having a mask on by this lady in a mask. So I smiled at her and told her to have a nice day. Well, I've, I've got an exemption on my phone and you can, you can get it. You just go to the government website and mm -hmm. they give you an exemption. You don't have to put your name and address in or anything because if you have a phobia of putting something over your mouth, then, um, yeah. then you can be exempt. That but I think it's ridiculous. If these, if if there was a problem and people keep touching their masks and then they pull it down to talk yep. to you and then they put it up. So yep. where, you know, when you've got, uh, when you go into a lady's toilets, which I must admit I don't go in, <laughs> but I had to inspect them when we had uh, 125 staff, you know, and yeah. that was just part of the routine health and safety inspections. We had these little containers, you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, and then you had not, we, we didn't, but in some toilets, public toilets, they have a needle container. So what I want to know is if it, this is so contagious and all these people have got masks on and they've sneezed, where do they put these masks? Where are all the containers all over the world to put these masks in and how do they dispose of them? I don't know. They're in the sea. I've seen them in the sea. Oh, it must be the salt water that uh, purifies them. Right, okay. I didn't know that, so we throw them in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but the, then the fish will get this disease, and it will give it, when we eat the fish, it will give it to us. Right, okay. Right. So, so what do we do? Why don't they follow it through? Why is England uh, so many feet away, and you can only see so many people in a bubble? Scotland is completely different. Ireland's completely different and Wales is completely different. Can they not even get that right? What, you know, does the air change when you come over the bridge to it Wales? Must do. It must do. And the air in Spain must be a lot worse as well. For you to have to wear a mask walking down the street. So I, I, I leave to go to the gym normally at like 7am and there's no one around. And so just... I will see a person walking their dog on their own when there's nobody around wearing a mask. So I ask people, why are you wearing a mask? And majority say, because I don't, I don't want to get into conflict. Do you believe in wearing a mask is right? And they go, well, I don't know. Not, I, I, I really, I, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's confused uh people yeah yeah and 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 there's one advert going around stop six foot six uh apart um when you go into a shop um but if you can't go to three foot three <laughs> huh <What>? <laughs> <laughs> no come on you know what's what they're what is going on because there's it's just killing the economy messages, yeah and if you want to kill the economy this is the way this is the way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it it's, it's just a joke. If you go into a pub, I went into a pub the other day, they said, put your uh, name and address down. Well, it's a good job. I, I, I'm um, dyslexic. Um, I'm not sure what I wrote. They took the benches. There's 15 seater benches outside this pub, what we always go to in Suffolk. Um, yeah. They took them away. Why? Because are people not... Uh, you know, um, they think people are so stupid that they're all going to huddle together. So we had to stop inside to have a drink. What? When you could sit outside where the air is better. Yeah. For you. Yeah. But don't they, 
think people are um are, are wise enough that if they feel that they're going to get it they stop in and mm -hmm. I, and another thing that People have told me, oh, we're self-isolating. We're doing what the government uh, tells us to. So you never go out. Oh, only on a Friday night to get the groceries. <laughs> well, you, what? Does it not? Is it not about on a Friday night? Uh-huh. No, yeah. no. And it's, it's not about on the beaches or by the pool either. And they go, we get our curries delivered. We get our pizza delivered. Well, how do you know that somebody has not sneezed on them and mm -hmm. and will give you it? You know, you're all uh, going around scrubbing with, um, you know. You're not going to spray your food with <laughs> sanitizer, are you? <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think this thing about, right. So are people scared of dying? Is that why they're doing it? That's a very good question to ask. So anybody on live? Well, let's have a look. Um, not, uh, ben says, that's the thing. None of it makes sense. I can't trust or believe anything they, they tell us. They say, wear a mask so I don't wear one. They're just trying to get all of our children back in school. So I've just pulled mine out to start homeschooling them. That's very interesting. Um, as what you were saying about... Um, the school system earlier so yeah anybody watching live please do say if you are afraid of dying um the thing that comes to us all i'm going to take my chance and i think everybody should do this risk assessment and method statement okay if you want to die then go and jump off a bridge a high one into a lot of water if you want to die i could I could walk out my house and die within two minutes because I live next to the A1. Yep. And if I walked on the A1, I give my life 10 seconds on a rush hour and 30 seconds on a normal. Yeah. You know. So that's my risk assessment for dying. Do I go on the A1 and walk in the middle of it? No. My method statement is keep off it. Mm -hmm. my, my risk assessment is, am I going on the beach down there with, no, because there's no room and, and I'm not really, I'm not scared of getting it, but my method statement is keep away. Mm -hmm. So people have said to me, honestly, they've said to me, I went to Brancaster the other day, I walked along the beach and nobody was wearing it and they're so irresponsible. And I go, well, what's wrong well they shouldn't be there well what the fuck was you, you doing there, doing there? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've only got to go to the car park and go i'm not stopping here uh -huh. you know, so so there's the risk assessment and the method statement and people don't seem to understand that um those two things and if together. you are really really scared don't uh, you've got to self-isolate and when I say self-isolate you know it, it's got to, you've got to be in quarantine mm -hmm. if that's the case mm -hmm. but see I'm of the belief we... that we have one life which is tr is true um, unless you believe in reincarnation <laughs> but <laughs> to live your life in fear and not doing things because of something that they are telling us or making you believe and then you're living in fear and you're not seeing people and the, the implications of of lockdown are so much worse than what the, the virus itself has done. People yeah. are, you know, there are more suicides, businesses are folded, people are depressed, people are arguing with people, there's a massive divide. So what I would say is, like you, you know, T take your chances make your do your risk assessment and live your life in the way that you choose to i don't want to wear a mask so i've arranged my life around in a way that i don't have to go to places that that requires me to wear one i went to the pharmacy uh, today to get some painkillers because my back really hurts um that's another story um but i stood outside and i asked the lady if i could go in because you're supposed to wear them. And she, so I spoke to her from the door and then she, she let me in. But it's, it's having that level of respect for, for, for others as well. It's like, I'll do me, you do you. 
uh, just going on to something I was going to say earlier. Um, yeah. they, 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 they call them, I think, Nightingale Hospitals. So they've closed down all of the uh, arenas, all of yeah. the places where uh, I, as a buyer, um, would go to buy my goods twice a year, say, if you're using stationery or Christmas trees or whatever, toys or gifts or motorhomes, uh, anything that uh, people are manufacturing, they go to these big arenas and they sell them usually for two or three days, twice a year, to people who are in business, right? Mm -hmm. So they've closed them all down. They've put a couple of thousand beds in there. They're not using them. What I do not um, understand, unless it is planned, which obviously I believe it is because it doesn't make any sense as a business person, mm -hmm. you would close these big arenas down. You put 2,000 beds in. Um, not for the overflow of this uh, pandemic. It would be for the people who have got it. Then all the hospitals are going to be doing the normal patients, mm -hmm. the um, whatever, the heart transplants and the all of the and everything that, that goes. Yeah, they're all the things have stopped, and um, and so you would put all the COVID patients in the Nightingale hospitals and all the other hospitals would run because you're not telling me a brain surgeon uh, is looking after COVID patients now. You're not telling me an eye surgeon is looking after because they wouldn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, and all the, the knee operations, the hip operations, all the stuff that should have been going, the cancer treatments and everything, all of that has stopped. So it's going to kill a lot more people than mm -hmm. this. But why are the hospitals not open the big ones and why haven't they separated them and if they're not using them why don't they use them for what they're supposed to be for like uh, the camping and caravan shows and the car shows and everything else that yeah. goes around they're just killing business they are and yeah. and coming back to this this risk assessment um do am i am i going to live a life where I am trapped or am I going to live my normal life and take this risk? Because if you're trapped, but then you go out to the, you have a takeaway well, you're knackered straight away because you don't know what's going on. You know, yep. you, Oh, and I tell you what, what, I, what really gets on my tits. Um, sorry. Um, I shouldn't say that really. I swear well, a lot. Don't so worry. Therefore, <laughs> therefore I, went, I went to get some shoes and I paid 99.99 for some shoes, right? Okay, Clark's. Well, they was nice and that's fine. Just what a, a, a casual shoe what I wanted and needed. And I put the penny in the box they have on there. And I said, no, I'll walk out with them. That's fine. Um, um, can I have a bag for my old shoes? And they go, no, you can have a box. I say, I don't want a box. I'm doing the shopping. I don't, I, can I have a paper, a plastic bag? Or, and they go, yeah, all right, it's 5p. <laughs> so I was saying, I just spent, you know, 100 pounds. Come on, what's the matter with you? 5p, it's the law. Okay. No, I don't think it is the law. I don't think it actually is the law. You can give me a bag, you know. If you want to, yeah. then, then I have the home deliveries from Tesco, from Sainsbury's, from Waitrose, from Ocado, wherever. And they give, they give you an average of 17 bags <laughs> because they won't come in the door. <laughs> and what do I do with all these bags? I don't want to throw them away. So no. I'm now giving them to people. Do you want some bags to put your rubbish in? And they, it's just so. And I'm saying, take the bags back. Take them back. And they won't up. take the bags back because they've been to your Sorry. house. Yeah, they won't take the bags back because they say they're contaminated. Oh, oh Jesus God! <laughs> Do you know, apparently, um... if they're contaminated, why don't they say we've got a contamination bin? in the van and you have to put them in there they're yeah. not contaminated no and what are you supposed to like wash all of the products as well like the, the packaging before what? you put it in I'm sorry <laughs> i didn't read that <laughs> <laughs> so apparently they make, they're gonna make 
the, the children when they go back to school um, take a packed lunch in a plastic bag, not in a lunchbox, but yet they'll have their normal school bag. Where's so when oh. they sit on it and get squashed? <laughs> yeah, the well, the world yeah. has gone mad. You see, it, when this is when all these things are done, it's done uh, to um, stop you thinking about what's really happening. Because mm -hmm. Hitler didn't he say lie to somebody and you won't mm -hmm. get away with it? But if you do a big enough lie so much of a lie that nobody will you know go that's impossible that surely wouldn't happen well it must be right because it wouldn't tell us mm -hmm. you know if you do a big enough lie people will believe and and you know this is it's and and all these little things taking the kids out of school putting them back doing this a furlough and all that kind of stuff is a sideline is reverse psychology. They're getting everybody to talk about all the little things in the world, but the big things in the world, which is this is where it's going. This is where we're pushing everybody is really happening. And uh, the lockdown was for what, 15 days? So everybody could do it. You know, everybody thought this is nice. This is holiday. We don't yeah. mind 15 days. And then there's another two weeks and then Six another. Months and then later. Another. Yeah. It's like putting a frog in cold water in a saucepan and turning the uh, gas on. You know, the frog uh, is nice, cool water, and then it gets a little bit sleepy when it uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, gets hot, and then you turn the gas up and it's cooked. I mean, cooked. So it's like, uh, yeah. And this is, are we the frogs? I, you know? Uh-huh. I certainly am of that belief. It's really nice, actually, to have an open conversation about it and I've been blated a lot for my my opinions on it and apparently it makes me uh, incompetent in my my work thinking okay I don't see how that's related but thank you for your comment <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's going to um, be it's frightening it is it that, is um, so people are being brainwashed. People are being brainwashed. And um, the more of us that speak out about it and do more, and like there's been loads and loads of protests going on, and I do believe that that's a good thing. So do we need to do what we can as the people and stand up for our basic human rights, I guess? So what's next for Neville? Um, well, it, we, we are building... A lot um, but there is obviously a question mark about do we carry on building spec um, industrial units uh, will it be the same as last year um, and 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 the answer to that is no it won't we was just about to build um, a 16,000 square foot office um, but on spec, we'd just done 20 odd thousand square foot. And before this came along, um, we'd let them. But so that stopped. So that means that people are out of work who are not in that construction. Mm -hmm. uh, there's 250,000 square foot of spec industrial, which is on stop at the moment. Yeah. Um, and um, it, oh, there's another 80,000 I can think of. Oh, there's lots that's on stop. Yeah. Because here we are again. We've, we've got the money. We can build them all out. And I've got no problem with that because I do believe when you build, when people see and they, and they leave it too long and they want something, and if you say to them, well, it's going to be 18 months to get planning permission and build, then they go, well, I've only got six months left on my lease. So I better renew my lease. But I didn't want to. You see, they want to upgrade. Mm -hmm. But what most people don't realize is that you haven't got a magic wand and you can't just build 100,000 square foot, you know, instantly. So it has to go through this process, which take 18 months. I've got the money. I mean, we've, we've got one project on, which is costing 19 million. We've not put 19 million in it i think we've put about four and then we've come to a halt 
I'm prepared to put the rest in mm -hmm. to keep people going to build and even if people don't take it up but the reason I'm not doing it is because the government has a system when you've um, virtually finished doesn't mean you've got your doors and your windows and your toilets and your things when you've when there's more built in cost than there's to be put in yeah. they start charging you rates ah. and why should you pay rates and I've had this with politicians I've had this discussion and you can't get through to them you go if I'm not paying rates on land you ain't getting any if I employ a whole load of people and spend millions and millions of pounds on building why do you charge me rates why don't you just leave it until the first person comes in mm -hmm. and then rate it and they go because we can't afford it we need the rates and I go well that's a load of bollocks that is because you're not going to get any rates anyway if i don't build but if i do build then it'll attract people into peterborough mm -hmm. from outside then start charging rates when the first person goes in it's so logical that they cannot see it and they will not adhere to it because they're too greedy so they're so greedy in getting the rates they're stopping people from building on on spec mm -hmm. that's my rant over <laughs> with the local council thank you very much i'd like somebody to see this and get some common sense oh and by the way my wife said you should have had a shave if you was I, did, I just thought you was going to give me a call and you was going yeah. to discuss um, doing a podcast. I didn't realise <laughs> Anyway. I think this has been great. So thank you very, very, very much for your time. Um, you definitely All don't right. need a shave. I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so where can, what, what would you, what would be your top tip to people to help increase their confidence in themselves? well nobody's going to do it for you in in the way of um like i was employed all those times and i i wasn't dealing obviously with the right people i just got a job and why should uh, your peers bother to who you're working with bother to make you any better you know as long as you're below them they're quite happy mm -hmm. you know, and um and so it's you who's got to do it yourself um, you know, get the, um, hey, get my book. <laughs> that will help. And I say, if it doesn't make you laugh and doesn't make you cry and doesn't make you money, I'll give you your money back. And all <laughs> the money goes to charity anyway. So, you know, it awesome. just, I was, I would never talk to anybody. I was so scared. You know, it was like unbelievable. And, um, and so you get, get the, books read as much as you can listen to podcasts listen to people and then so what is the worst thing that can happen you know I, honestly if you talked are people if you talk to a group of people and you had their uh, welfare at heart and you honestly wanted to help them like the only reason i talk is when i open my mouth hopefully somebody's going to go that's a good idea I'll do that or whatever and copy, you know, or give them some inspiration. So therefore, um, how many people, if you've got the listener at heart and you want to talk about a subject that you know about, that's, that you're confident about, and you don't have to be a good speaker, do you think that the listeners are going to laugh in your face? No, they won't. But this is what people believe. They believe if they open their mouth in public, people will laugh at them. Mm -hmm. So stick to the stuff that you know, that, uh, that you're, you're used to, whatever that may be, and start to talk. And when you're talking to your friends and family, think that you're talking to a crowd of 10,000 people. And when you do talk to a crowd of 10,000 people, think you're talking to one person. I like so that's, that. that's my tip. <laughs> and you like say, that. do you, um, do you have a script or do you get fed up with talking about the same old things? I never talk about the same old things. You know, some of it overlaps, but I've never said that before. You know, that, um, 
but I do believe that because that comes from my heart. Oh, like brilliant. anything does. <laughs> <laughs> That's been absolutely yeah, And the other thing is, there's another yep. tip. Uh, the other thing is, learn to laugh at yourself. Because oh, if definitely. everybody else is, you <laughs> might as well as well. <laughs> oh dear, I, I, I do like to share my failings sometimes, just because it's uh, just, just hilarious. <laughs> Some of the... We all have them. We, all, we do all have them. Um, so where can people stalk you online, um, find your book, etc.? And we will put all of those links in the show notes for people. To... If they go to nevillewright.com, that's yep. my website. It's under construction, as my life is anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I keep putting bits on there and um, to help people. And if there's anybody that they can contact me from there, um, the book is on there, goes through to Amazon and, um, you know, anything. Uh, yeah, nevillewright.com, really. You know, it's all the normal stuff, but um, like LinkedIn and whatever. Um, but nevillewright.com, that's the easiest thing. Yeah. It is. Awesome. Thank you very much. That's all right. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with people you think it will help and stay tuned and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube by searching for Natalie Arabella Bailey. And join the Better Together for confidence and mindset Facebook community to improve your confidence, network, and life.